Jeb Bush somehow runs for a fourth term. Hey you, this is WBEZ's It's All True podcast, powered by America's second favorite source for fake news, thewhiskeyjournal.com. I'm your host, Tim Barnes, and you just heard a fake news headline from comedian Andy Kindler. In each episode, I chat with an awesome person and then ask them to reveal a funny personal true story. This episode was recorded at our first ever live show at the Annoyance Theater in Chicago and features comedian, actor, and now author Maz Jabrani. So I have stories from every city. And uh, I just try to tell my story in a funny way. We talk about what it was like for him growing up as an Iranian-American in California. I was bullied as it, like when I was in the fourth grade. That was when the hostage situation was happening. And he tells an amazing true story. I was like, I know I'm on Hezbollah's radar now. I, I thought like they, like they had a meeting like, nobody stands up Hezbollah. So let's dive right in. Before I get started, I'm going to give you guys a couple seconds to get adjusted to my face. Uh, that's something I'm starting to learn in general, especially because I know some of you might be listening to the podcast, you don't know what I look like. Uh, I'm starting to learn that people anyway need to get adjusted to my face. Like sometimes I walk in the train and I feel like there's a couple seconds where people are going, oh my God, is he going to be crazy? You know? <laughs> and I get it because I've walked in the train, there's a couple seconds where I think to myself, you know what? A- a- am I going to be crazy? Um, but I'm a simple man. I wear Land Jordans. I walk to conclusions, uh, kind of guy I am. And a lot of people, they ask me, how did I, <laughs> Tim Barnes, from such humble beginnings, I was born in African America, I don't know if you knew that too, uh, how did I come about having a WBZ podcast? And I tell them the truth. What I did is I walked up to WBZ, I said, you know what, I would like to utilize your facilities to interview interesting people, gather funny, true stories from these people, and post it on the internet as a podcast. And they said, you know what, that's great. We would like to utilize your diversity. Um, (laughs) I kid, I kid, I kid. The way the show works is I get uh, interesting people to come out, do some performances, I talk to them, and then I ask them to reveal a headline for a funny personal true story. It's going to be a lot of fun. Are you ready to have fun? Great. I'm ready to have fun. You you ever have so much fun you thought you were white for a second? That's the kind of fun I want us to have tonight, okay? Our first guest is a founding member of the Axis of Evil comedy group. He's also a fantastic actor and published a memoir this year titled, I'm Not a Terrorist, But I Played One on TV. Give a big round of applause for the one and only Maz Jabrani. Hello, hello Chicago. It's cold. I live in L.A. I, have, I bought this sweater. I finally got to use it. Thank you. Thank you, Chicago. Um, this is cool, man. Yeah, my book is called I'm Not a Terrorist, but I've played one on TV because I played one on TV. I actually, uh, I'm originally from Iran. Thank you. And uh, come on, Chicago. Give me some love. No, it's funny because when you're of Middle Eastern descent and you start out in Hollywood, the types of parts you get, you, you tend to die a lot. And... Uh, yeah, yeah, I, uh, uh, like usually when they find out you're from the Middle East, they go, oh, you're, you're Iranian, great. Can you say, I will kill you in the name of Allah? <laughs> and you go, I could, but what if I played the doctor in this film? <laughs> yeah, and then they go, great, and then you can hijack the hospital. <laughs> I'm like, no, you're not getting it. So the book, like part of it is the story I tell of uh, when I first started out, I, I did a Chuck Norris movie of the week. Thank you again. Um, 
Yes. Uh, it was kind of funny because I, I was playing an Afghan terrorist in America. This was before September 11th. Afghan terrorist in, 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 who actually comes to Chicago to blow up a building. No offense. Um, <laughs> Chuck wrote it. I didn't. So yeah, so I thought that maybe I could show through my acting ability why this guy is doing what he's doing. I wanted to get it right is what I'm saying. I wanted to be an actor, do it right. So I went down to Dallas where they were filming this and I went for the wardrobe fitting and they go, here's your shirt, here's your pants, here's your turban. And I was like, oh, Afghans in America don't wear turbans. I was like, you know, Indian Sikhs wear turbans, you know, we should get it right. And the wardrobe girl was like, dude, this is a Chuck Norris movie. I don't know what you're talking about. You know, here, here, here's your basket and your snake. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah, actually, I got in an argument with her, and I said, listen, you got to hear my point. I go, listen, I honestly think that we should get this right. Talk to the producers. Let them know that I think that I should not wear the turban. I go, especially if I'm trying to blow up a building, I'm not going to be wearing a turban because, you know, I want to lay low. I don't, you know, unless I'm hiding the bomb in the turban, that's a whole other thing. So I showed up the next day in my, war in my, uh, in my trailer or whatever, the, the, the dressing room, and uh, they had a uh, shirt, pants, and a scarf. And I said, see, I told you if you talk to the producers, they will see it my way. I will gladly be the scarf-wearing terrorist, not a problem. And she was like, no, dude, that's not a scarf. That's the turban. You just got to wrap it around your head. So she just unwrapped my turban. And, yeah, and so I died in that. And then, and then I went back to L.A. and I told my agents, I said, no more terrorist parts, please, no more. And then uh, 24 called, and they said, we want you to play a terrorist. And I said, no. And they said, but he changes his mind halfway through the mission. I was like, ooh, the ambivalent terrorist. <laughs> I was like, that's interesting. And I did that as well. And then my mom got upset. She's like, why you keep dying? Uh, my mother was like, why you keep dying? I was like, well, that's how they write it. She's like, why don't you kill them one time? I, was like, I can't just kill them. She's like, yeah, when they say lights, camera, you go. Don't wait for action. Yeah. She's like, you can kill Jack Bauer. So that's one of the stories that's in the book. And, uh, and I got to tell you guys, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm actually happy to be out here in Chicago. I have two young kids at home. I have a six-year-old boy and a four-year-old girl. And uh, I, I just want to thank you guys for giving me an opportunity to get away from them. <laughs> no, because I love them, but they're exhausting, okay? Anyone here got kids? Anyone got kids? You guys? Yeah? No? None of you? Okay, you're too young. Let me, let me tell you something. Once you have kids, they're the most, you love these people, but they're the most exhausting people in the world, okay? When you have young kids at home, your whole goal from the moment they wake up, your whole goal is to make them tired. From the moment they wake up, you're like, run, run, run. Climb, climb, climb. Fly, you can fly, try flying, flap your wings, fly. Fly, 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 fly. And no matter what you do, when it comes time to sleep, kids don't want to sleep, okay? And there's this thing right now, it's called sleep training, okay? And this is what it is. It's when they turn six months old, you're supposed to let them cry it out in the crib. And they cry, and they cry, and they cry, and they learn to sleep, and life goes on. It's this technique, okay? It's very Western, very modern, very cold-blooded. Yeah, this technique. Because I'm originally from Iran, and my wife is originally from India, so we come from immigrant backgrounds, all right? Immigrants don't sleep train. I don't give you Iranian, Indian, Mexican, Guatemalan, Polish immigrants. We're on the bed together, okay? <laughs> I'm in the bed. My wife's in the bed. The baby's in the bed. My mother-in-law's in the bed. <laughs> There's a rooster in the bed. My cousins are under the bed. <laughs> We're all watching the Kardashians. <laughs> all right, you guys. That's the time I have tonight. I'm Mazur Brani. Thank you.
That was comedian Maz Jobrani performing at our live show. Maz recently published a book titled I'm Not a Terrorist, But I Played One on TV. Dude, my manager was like, "Let's write. A, you should write a book. And I was like, Keith Richards just wrote a book. I was like, that dude has a lot of stories. <laughs> I was like, what am I going to talk about? And actually, we actually went and we met, uh, and Simon & Schuster published it, and, and the, the editor came up with a great idea. She goes, look, you've traveled the world recently doing shows. Because nowadays, stand-up comedy, you can go all over the world and do it. Really? It, I'm telling you. <laughs> People speak English in other places. Um, no, so it's kind of cool. So I have stories from every city, and uh, I just try to tell my story in a funny way, and, uh, and it's cool. I mean, I, 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 it's, it, it's very therapeutic. I felt like I came out of it like, uh, like you know. Did you feel like you discovered things that you never thought about in a long, long, long time? Dealing with issues. I'm like, oh, yes. Like, you know, like a lot of, like I was bullied. Is it like when I was in the fourth grade, that was when the hostage situation was happening, the Iran hostage crisis, and there was a sixth grader who used to call me an effing Iranian. Uh, he used to actually say the real word. Oh, okay. And he was in sixth grade, and I'd be How like... How did they make you feel? It made, felt, I felt great. Um, <laughs> no, he'd call you an effing Iranian, and I'd be like, dude, first of all, it's not Iranian, it's Iranian. <laughs> you know? And secondly, you're bigger than me, so it's whatever you want it to be. Um, and thirdly, I'm Italian. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, I, I know that you studied Italian. I, I, looked, I saw that on your Wikipedia. I was like, did he do that? So that he could pass as Italian. Tim, I was laying low for a while, man. I had to... <laughs> no, you know what I was about Italian is I, I actually fell in love with the language because that's the other thing. Like growing up as an Iranian in America, like there were not a lot of Iranian heroes on television. Like, you know, it was like the Iron Sheik was all we had. <laughs> I don't know if you guys you know the Iron Sheik now, but back in the day it was the Iron Sheik and his counterpart Nikolai Volkov, who was a Russian. And they would come out and the Iron Sheik would come out with the Iranian flag, and Nikolai Volkov would have the Russian flag. And this what, what? Is, is this a cartoon? This, 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 is the rest, this is World Wrestling Federation. Oh, wrestling. Okay. And okay. they would take on Hulk Hogan, and he would come out. The Iron Sheik would be like, uh, he'd say, Russia number one, Iran number one, America, poo! And he would spit. <laughs> and I'd be watching, I'd be like, that's the guy I gotta root for. <laughs> So what's the, what's the weirdest note you've ever gotten playing a villain? You know, I think it's not so much the weirdness of the notes. It's sometimes when you go in and you do an accent and they don't really know the difference and they don't care. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and and, and that, it bothers me when I see, I'll see comedians get on stage, like this, especially after September 11th, like where brown people were an easy target. Puppets even. Puppets I mean, yeah. even. I'm t- so it was, yeah, exactly. You know, um, uh, Ahmed the dead terrorist. Um, <laughs> But when comedians would go up on stage and be like, yeah, man, I was, you know, there was this guy at the gas station. He was an Arab. And I was like, hey, man, give me whatever. Give me uh, $2, you know, 20 bucks on pump four. And he was like, why do you want that? I don't know. And I'm, I'm, I'm sitting, I'm like, first of all, you're trying to do an Indian accent. It's a bad <laughs> Indian accent. Get your accents right, dude. And it's just, it was a pet peeve of mine. And so sometimes I've gone on auditions and, you know, if they don't really care, and you kind of feel like, well, I could get away with this, but shouldn't we like get a dialect coach in here or something? <laughs> and it's my understanding that you don't like playing villains, right? No, like no, I don't mind villains. Villains okay. are all good. Villains are like you just don't I, like villains terrorists. that kind of become a, a little bit racist. No, no, I know. I, I basically okay. listen. I said no more terrorist parts because I think like if you want, like first of all, like I've tried. You know, I have friends that are Arab and Muslim and Iranian and Indian and Pakistani, and like most of them are good people. But if you watch the news. 99% of the time, you see us in these negative parts, right? And uh, uh, doing negative things. And so I've said no more terrorist parts. And I have actually said I would love to play 
a guy who like robs a bank. I want to rob a bank, <laughs> but like not with a bomb. You know what I'm saying? Like, like with a gun. Like I don't want to be, you know? Classic American bank robber. Yeah, I don't yeah. want you know, give me your money or blow myself up, you know? The, yeah. And the teller be like, well then blow yourself up. Who cares? Like go Slide outside and do note. it. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't. I feel like this character that I saw you're gonna be playing in a movie coming out <laughs> is. I, maybe I'm wrong. Is he not? A, you're gonna be playing Jafar. Yes, I'm playing Jafar. <laughs> but he's not a terrorist. <laughs> Listen, I honestly don't mind. It was a, it's a Disney movie that they're doing uh, where it's called Descendants. It's about it's like the villain kids, and so they have the main four villains. They have uh, Maleficent, and they have um, they have Jafar, and they have. Is it a rea- like a reality show? It's a reality it? show. <laughs> <laughs> no, it actually is. It's actually kind of a fun concept. It's like the kids are like we're it, it, like we're all exiled onto an island, and we're trying to get off the island. And we, you know, I just played Jafar, and I have my kid in there, and I, and I don't mind even wearing a turban. In all honesty, like it was kind of a silly, fun thing to do. But it, it's the terrorist thing that I really have a problem with. And and my, my my main thing is like, look, like a lot of people say, like when the Sopranos came out, some Italians were upset about it. But they, you were upset about it. I was upset about it. I was like, <laughs> we are not like that at all. Eh? <laughs> but, like, but they also had, like, everybody loves Raymond, the counter it. You know what I'm saying? We'll be right back with more It's All True after the break. And when we return, you'll hear Maz Jobrani's funny personal true story. So don't turn that dial, or whatever we're calling it these days. Shane Dawson was one of the original YouTube stars, but can't stand seeing his own face on the internet. I've created this crazy, wacky guy, and you know, and for me, I'm in real life, I'm so low-key and so boring and so just blah. So watching that guy, sometimes I do hate him. We get to the bottom of this dichotomy on the latest episode of General Admission. To get a look behind the fame, check us out at wbez.org slash general admission. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Tim Barnes, and in each episode, I ask a guest to reveal a headline for a funny personal true story. This week's guest is comedian Maz Jobrani. I understand you have a funny story. I hope so. Okay. (laughs) Don't set it up like that. (laughs) Just say story, and if they laugh, then it's a funny story, Tim. Pressure. Uh, If a newspaper were to pick up this story, what would the the headline be? It would be Lunch with Hezbollah. (laughs) How funny is that? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, so let's set the scene. Where, where, where are you? What, what time period is this? This is around 2007, and I had done the Access of Evil comedy tour, and we came out on Comedy Central. It was the first time where there was four Middle Eastern comedians on American television, and we didn't all die. Uh-huh. Um, so it was progress. But, you know, but Iranians are actually, ethnically, we're actually, you know, we're, we're Aryan. We're, we're white. We're white, so stop shooting. You know, that's what I'm trying to... <laughs> and if you would have asked me back then, where do you think you'd be performing, you know, six months from now outside the U.S., I would have said England, Canada, you know, Australia, all the English-speaking countries. Huh. Uh, well, six months later, we get a call from some guys out of Jordan. They go, yes, we'd like for you to come do your show here in Jordan. And I was like, I'd love to, bro, but the show's in English. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I'm speaking English to you right now, you idiot. <laughs> I was like, good point. Now, I'm not going to say I'm the type of person who doesn't know what Hez- Hezbollah is, but in case there are some idiots in the audience, not me. I'm, yes, not, the, yes. I'm not the idiot at yes. all. Some people who don't know about world politics. Yes, yes. So, what is Hezbollah? Hez- not, it's not me asking. No, no, it's not you yeah. asking. Me. 
If you, if anyone <laughs> out there, not Tim, <laughs> is curious. Um, so Hezbollah is actually a political party in Lebanon. Uh, it, it translates to Party of God. And they are uh, America. The American government has listed them as a terrorist organization. Uh, their number one uh, funder is Iran, the country of Iran. Um, so you would think me, being originally from Iran, I would be like, you know, they would love me in, in, in Hezbollah territory. Um, the only problem was at the time I was doing a lot of jokes, making fun of the leadership of Iran. So I was afraid, like, they, you know, they'd be like, hey, what's up, Iranian guy? And then they'd be like, let me Google you. And then they would see a bit and they'd be like, wait a minute, you're making fun of Iran. That's not cool. <laughs> you know, so what happened was we were doing these shows in the Middle East. We went to the Middle East and, like, uh, we did, like, a five-country tour. And we ended up in Lebanon, Beirut. And we were filming a behind-the-scenes of uh, our tour. And we were trying to come up with fun, you know, interesting things to do during the day. <laughs> and somebody suggested, hey, why don't you guys go have lunch with Hezbollah? <laughs> And we were like, okay, that sounds about right. No problem. Okay, so we go. It's me, uh, Aaron Cater, Ahmed Ahmed, the three of the comedians from the Acts of Evil. And they said, listen, if you want to do this, you got to meet the fixer. Someone's got a phone uh, that's giving them directions on. They said you got to. the fixer is. Yeah, yeah. They said you got to meet the fixer at the parking lot of a grocery store. The fixer. The fixer. Now, for those of you who don't know what a fixer is, in America, a fixer is someone who comes to your house to fix the washing machine. In Beirut, a fixer is the guy who will get you to the other guy who's the main guy, who usually is a dangerous guy. But the fixer can get you to that guy. <laughs> like, like journalists have fixers, you know? <laughs> so here we are in the parking lot of a, of, a, of a grocery store waiting for the fixer, and he's running late. And the later he runs, the more nervous I get, because I'm sitting there and I'm like, this reminds me of that beginning scene of the movie The Insider, which was with Russell Crowe and Al Pacino. If you remember at the very beginning, Al Pacino is actually going to go meet with someone in Hezbollah, and they show up and they put a burlap sack over his head, and they rush him with Kalishnikovs and stuff, and they go and he meets the Hezbollah dude. So as we're waiting, I'm like, someone's going to show up with a burlap sack any minute now. <laughs> what are the us. what are the types of things that float through your head in a in a car ride like that? When it, you're, you're like, are we doing the right thing? Should I call somebody? Like, you know, uh, should I should I ask the driver to pull over and just ditch them all? You know. And it was interesting because we're sitting there. We're like, is this a good idea? I don't know. And, and the whole time we're trying to be brave. And we're like, this will be fun. This will be interesting. And our driver, who's Lebanese Christian, is getting nervous. That's when it's bad. <laughs> when you're, when I don't you're, know. What a, what's a Lebanese? What's a, there's, a lot, there's all kinds of different uh, Lebanese. You know? and, and some of them are Christian. And, and this guy has found out what we're doing. And he's our driver. And I don't, he speaks Arabic. I don't speak Arabic. But he's going like, burlap sack. You know? <laughs> And I'm like, I knew it! I think you said burlap sack. So as we're getting closer and closer, I'm freaking out. Here comes the fixer. He pulls up. He's nothing at all like what I thought. He shows, I thought he was going to be like in military fatigues with a gun or something. This guy looks like a dude working at Ed Hardy. <laughs> He's got like painted on jeans and like this kind of like flashy t-shirt and gel in his hair, cigarette hanging out. And he's like, hey, like, I don't know what he's saying. He's speaking to the director of our um, behind the scenes, who's an Algerian Shiite. Now, you got to know, Shiites, Hezbollah is also Shiite Muslim, not Sunni Muslim. So the Algerian befriends this guy because they're both Shiites. It's like Protestant Catholic kind of a thing. Huh. So they befriend each other. And they get in the car, and they start driving, and now we're following them. And as, the, um, as we're going, I have no idea what's going on in the other car, but later on I come to find out that the fixer at some point hits it off with our Shiite uh, Muslim Algerian director, and once they're comfortable, the fixer tries to sell him drugs. Ah. Because 
I guess he's thinking you're Americans and you want drugs, you know. What kind of or drugs are we talking? I, hashish, I guess. <laughs> I mean, maybe he's thinking we're comedians and we want drugs. Whatever. He just thinks he's got a good deal. So anyway, long story short, as we're driving, we pull up like in this like crowded area and like there's, you know, hustle and bustle. We're deep in Hezbollah territory. It, it, fe- it looks like a scene out of Homeland. And the guy pulls over and then he points at like some, uh, some, some apartment buildings and he says, we're going to go in there. And now it's like late and it's dusk and like we're getting a little worried. And that's when our Algerian director starts saying something in Arabic to the guy. And the guy's like, you, should, you know, says something back and, I'm, and we don't know what's going on. And then the guy gets in his car and he drives off. We're like, what happened? And the Algerian dude goes, you know what? I started getting worried. You know, he's like, I thought that maybe they're going to, like, these guys are just drug dealers and they're going to kidnap you. And he's like, I didn't want three Americans to be kidnapped on my watch. And we're like, well, good thing someone's thinking here. Because <laughs> we were excited. And, and it's funny because then we drove to the show that night. And again, doing the jokes that I did, I was like, I knew, I was like, I know I'm on Hezbollah's radar now. So I knew, like, I, like, I thought like they, like they had a meeting, like, nobody stands up Hezbollah, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? I thought, like, I thought they were going to be pissed. So I thought, like, they, would, they might send someone to the show, and, like, right when I do the jokes about the Iranian leadership, they yeah. were going to take me out. So how, at, do you do, how do you perform in a, in a situation like that? Well, Tim, this is what I did. When, when I got to those jokes, I would just pace back and forth on the stage. <laughs> Really fast. I was ready, bro. And I was like, I think about it. Maybe that's what Eddie Murphy was doing. That's what Eddie Murphy was him. talking yeah. to that. Remember? <laughs> he does that joke about like the first black president running around. Like, yeah. So I had to like, I, I literally, I was like walking fast back and forth. And I was thinking if someone takes a shot, they're going to miss or I'll just run off stage. And luckily, uh, I didn't die on stage or off that night. All right. That was, that was beautiful. And that's the show. I can't thank Maz enough for taking the time to appear at our first ever live show. Stay updated on him at mazjabrani.com. It's All True is a production of WBEZ Chicago and The Whiskey Journal. This live show was produced by the world's greatest comedy producer, Matt Byrne, the world's greatest podcast producer, Joe Dassault, and WBEZ's rad podcast intern, Brad Helm. Also, special thanks to the Annoyance Theater. Our next episode is with comedian and frequent Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me panelist Brian Babylon. I grew up in a, I guess, a Huxtable household. Because if you guys don't know, there's two type of blacks. There's Tyler Perry blacks. Then there's Huxtable blacks. I'm on this side of the fancy kind. If you dig the show, please subscribe on iTunes and tell people about it. It's a big help and it means a lot. My Twitter handle is TimBarnes451. And you can follow the show at All True Podcast. This is Tim Barnes signing off saying, I believe in you.